Hey, it is, well, it's Tuesday morning here, and it is our assigned time to get together and do Let's Get Spiritual. This is uh, Dr. D with... Brother T. Hey, you're here three weeks in a row, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Making it a priority now. I am. I I used to teach Uh, that people, not with it wasn't original with me, it was original with my secretary, back when we had secretaries. uh, And... uh, Whenever I'd get upset about people not doing things, here's here's her common sense statement. She'd say, Pastor, I said, yes, ma'am. She said, people do what they want to do. Oh, wow. That's, that is shallow and deep at the same that time. That really is. People that do really what is. they want to do. I guess what I want to do right now. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> as we record this, it, says, yes, <laughs> it is March 9th as we record this. And today is um, our 36th wedding anniversary. What? Yes. What? Yes. Leslie and I were married March 6, 1985, Wonder. 36 years That's ago awesome, today. Man. So happy anniversary, Les. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It just so happens I'm taking my bride out tonight for her birthday. Really? Today is not her birthday. This weekend is, but we've got a packed week ah, okay. and we just can't do it. So right. we're going to go out and chew a little beef. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. We're going so. to Pigeon Forge for a couple of days. Tonight it's, you're leaving? Uh, we're leaving tomorrow night. Yes. Fun time. Mm-hmm. Let me, when you get back, let me know how it goes. I'm, I'm kind of wondering what crowds are like yeah, at different I will. places. I, will. Yes, I love mm-hmm. Pigeon Forge and Sevierville. It's so funny because we'll go up there, the beautiful mountains, and my wife spent all time in the outlet malls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> so why did we go to the mountains? Why did we go? Well, oh, the great, great outlets. <laughs> I think that our subject today, uh, at least, I don't know, I guess since uh, we are able to choose our own subjects, which anything is open to the opportunity to talk about, mm-hmm. this one is important to me, and it's become more important to me in the last several years for two different reasons. The, the, we're going to talk about friendship. Right. Um, the first thing that happened was about four years ago now, uh, my lifelong friend passed away mm. way too early, and uh, he and I were just the biggest buds. Now, in our adult life, we didn't see each other day or talk to each other every day, mm-hmm. but I knew that Mitch, who was my friend's name, it was one phone call man, and he would he would drop what he was doing, right. and he would be there with me. And uh, some of the things that were interesting about Mitch was, of course, we grew up next to each other. Mm-hmm. So we, elementary school, middle school, high school, everything. When I went off to college and he didn't, we still kept in touch and everything. Even uh, in my adult years, he became my insurance agent, oh, you know. Yeah. And, he, I mean, he, he couldn't offer any kind of deals or anything. I mean, that mm-hmm. was set. But you talk about service for me and my staff. It was mm-hmm. just like, phone yes. call, he's there right. type thing. So he was always there. And then, so I'm in, uh, I think I'm in uh, South America or... Dominican Republic. I don't. I was somewhere away, and I get a text from him, and he simply asks, "When you come back?" And uh, I let him know I was going to fly into Miami and then back home. And he said, "Get on your horses, boy, as fast as you can. Things are getting grim, or something like that." Mm. And he was uh, he was close to death at that oh, time. He man. had cancer, and so I, I spent a little bit of time with him as he was dying. And he he had known it for a long time, mm-hmm. but. I don't think this is a good friend. That's not what I would do, but this is how he did. He didn't want me to worry about him, so he didn't even tell me. Oh, my. Everyone around knew, but he wouldn't tell me. He said, I knew, because I was right in the middle of all kinds of things Mm -hmm. in ministry, and he said, I didn't want to distract you Mm -hmm. from doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So we spent a few days together just before he died, and the hardest funeral I've ever done is to preach his funeral. Oh, I cannot imagine. It was tough. But so that, that said, okay, friendship is important. And then... 
uh, when I left full-time ministry last year, about 14 months ago now, uh, I was surrounded with people all the time, right. and now I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, whereas you kind of, you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not, you probably don't. But at times I wanted to get away from my staff. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, <laughs> they, were, they were killing me. Uh-huh. But I always knew when I came back, there would be people there. And, you know, the great thing about being the boss, they have to spend time with you. Yes. They, they yes. have no choice. Right. They have to, So you call them in your office, you mm-hmm. go see them in their office, you're going to spend time. With, but, you know, you weren't ever lonely mm-hmm. by any means. But well, your you know, staff actually were larger than some small churches. Yes, it so, was. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, was. <laughs> it, it was much larger than the church that I, that began right. uh-huh. when it began. But, uh, and I had a little more control of the staff because, you know, my name was on the check yes. that, that was paying yes. uh-huh. their salary. But I know that's not friendship, but mm-hmm. that keeps you at least involved and engaged mm-hmm. with people. So what happens is, like the month after I leave full-time ministry, the pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. And we're all isolated to mm-hmm. a certain degree. And uh, I made a decision early on to really keep up with my friends. Right. Dan, to call them, to text them, to pray for them. and Because uh, I didn't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. It, it became very... Uh, it was always important to me, but I didn't understand the importance up until that time. Yeah. Yes, indeed. How do you feel about friendship? Well, I mean, it's you look through Scripture and you see those uh, examples of like David and Jonathan. Uh, I mean, incredible, incredible friendship. That one almost gets creepy. It does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> that is that's just such a bromance. It almost gets creepy. <laughs> I know that people are a little more, you know, they were different back yeah, then. And yes. you know, uh-huh. David was a poet and uh-huh. it, it was right. an emotional type dude right. and yes, everything. Yes. But, you know, yeah. it got a little creepy sometimes. Yeah. Well, when he wrote some of those imprecatory psalms, I mean, you know, yes. it's almost like he was in a motorcycle gang. <laughs> <laughs> but with Jonathan, I agree. It was yeah. like a bromance. It know? was. But then it you was. look in history, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, you know, they they were really close. And then they sort of had a falling out. And one of them, I can't remember which one, wrote a letter that started, they started writing some letters. Yeah. And then at the end of their life, you know, lives that got back together as friends. Yeah. And so friendship is so, man, it is so important. Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying this because we do, it, you don't usually put three people together. And right. You think about friendships mm-hmm. as a, you know, mm-hmm. one-on-one type thing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Lewis and Clark. Yeah. We could go on, yeah, couldn't we? we? Could. <laughs> you know, one of the ones that has always intrigued me in in, uh, I guess, Southern Baptist life, mm-hmm. my church is the Southern Baptist Church, was O.S. Hawkins and Jack Graham. Yes. Uh, they always pastored, it seemed, in uh, areas that were like in Florida or in Texas, mm-hmm. and they always had and still have a very close uh, friendship. Yeah. Uh, and it was ministry and, and then family, and, you know, they just got along really well. Friends together. usually have several things yes. they have in common. Yes. They, uh, they, uh, bonds that they can talk about mm-hmm. that they understand right. and that sort of thing. I I probably I really think, and we're going to talk about this more in a minute. Who really are friends? Uh, but I love that description. Is a true friend is the person who walks into your life after everyone else has walked out. That's good. That is really good. You know, mm-hmm. and I uh, agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the truth. And so, th- the problem that I learned over the course of my life when I trusted too many people mm. and got burned. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever done that or mm-hmm. not, but trusted too many people. I I um, kind of confused people who were in my sphere mm-hmm. <clears throat> that I saw regularly, uh, that I would talk to more often than others, maybe have dinner with, work with, that sort of thing. 
I thought that everyone around me in that sphere was my friend. Mm. Uh, but friends much more unique and right. rare than right. that. Yes. I, my personal opinion, if you have five good friends mm. in your lifetime, mm-hmm. you're a fortunate person. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Just enough to carry your body at the funeral. That's right. Yes. Is it uh, six? The six know, will yeah. probably eight for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> Yeah, you need, uh, they can always hire a person, so That's five. True. That's true. <laughs> but I, I look back over my life, you know, the, the one that stuck with me through thick and thin was Mitch. And right. for a long time before later, I mean, because uh, I messed up a lot growing up. I messed up. I can't uh, imagine that. I was such yeah. a, a jerk. Yes. I was such a jerk. <laughs> and uh, But Mitch never, he never said, you're a jerk, we're not friends anymore. Mm, okay. You know, right. he would he would just hang, man. Yeah. He would just hang mm-hmm. and and it wasn't that he ever really he grew up very much more spiritually conservative mm. uh in a pentecostal denomination mm-hmm. where if it was fun it was sin mm. and so he kind of rebelled against that just like I did cuz I grew up in the same area uh, but he never left that particular church mm-hmm. whereas I did uh, but he didn't he didn't hold that against me. Right. You know, he didn't say, well, you can't be my friend because I got to uphold these standards mm-hmm. over here that you're not upholding. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, it was just Mitch. But then over the years, you I would consider you one of my really good friends, mm-hmm. one I of sure those five, so. mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, but there's not many. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important. So what I want to talk about for just a second, what I call frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us have frenemies in our life. Right. And, and, and I don't mean that they're there to hurt you. But there's a for example in Scripture that it's in Luke chapter 23, verse 12. And in that passage of scripture, it says that Pilate and Herod mm. became friends because they both hated Jesus. Right. They, they were against Jesus. They were uh, maybe not hated, maybe hated is too strong a word, but he was a common uh, person they had to deal with. Mm-hmm. That, that was mm-hmm. a thorn in their flesh. Mm-hmm. And so everything else was set aside in that instance when it came. Whatever differences they had, whatever political agendas that they had were set aside because they had this one kind of mm-hmm. common enemy. So that made them frenemies. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I have learned over my lifetime is you have people who aren't your friends, but they are in your sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. They come in two different camps. They are either people who are for the things that you're for, okay. right? Or they are against things that you are against. That's They're cool. like mm-hmm. teammates, mm-hmm. right? When when you're on a team, you may struggle and battle with each other's personalities, but when you go on the field, whatever kind of field that is, if it's a team sport, then you're united because mm-hmm. you have a common enemy. You have a common foe that you're coming against. Mm-hmm. And so I think about across denominational lines and things in churches will come together if churches are pro-life. Mm-hmm. One might be a Methodist, one might be a Presbyterian, one might be Baptist, Assembly of God, whatever it might be, Catholic and mm-hmm. Protestant. But if they're pro-life, mm-hmm. they'll come together while they might fight like crazy right. about other things. They are together. Yeah. You, you, have you experienced yeah, that I mean, in your life? Disagree on a myriad of things, uh, but they have that one common interest that brings them together, and they will. They'll stand side by side on that one thing. Yeah, so yeah. so they're against the same thing. But then there's people that who are for the same. They have commonalities. So, for example, I've always liked uh, anything with an internal combustion engine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Airplane, train, right. motorcycle, four-wheelers, four-wheelers uh-huh. cars. Uh-huh. No, that, that's really that's too early I know, to talk I'm about sorry. four-wheelers. I <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, any of those things, I, I used to, this is weird, that uh, when I owned, owned a Harley-Davidson, my wife and I would take our two boys on Christmas Eve, and we always go to the Harley-Davidson shop. Aww. We'd pack, pick out one little thing for each of us or whatever, but it was enough for me uh-huh. to walk in and smell the oil and the rubber and a little, sometimes they'll start one up in there. The gas, the uh-huh. fumes. I mean, it's intoxicating. Did you all to four me. get on your Harley Davidson and ride down there? No. Oh, oh. No, we okay. go in a car. Because oh, oh. <laughs> usually on December twenty fourth, it's cold. Okay. <laughs> and so right. we yeah. would go down there and buy a jacket, buy t shirt, oh. buy a helmet, or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, HD Harley Davidson also stands for hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so anything you buy there is at least hundred dollars. <laughs> but. I would go in there, and there'd be guys tatted up, and you know, nose gauges, earrings, mm-hmm. everything, and uh, the girls. Maybe not the group that I often run with, or maybe mm-hmm. go to church with that sort of thing. Right. But we had that, I and mean, we could talk mm-hmm. because we had this thing that we liked mm-hmm. together, or a bunch of guys with their head under a hood of a car, mm-hmm. drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. and while I don't typically do either. Mm-hmm. I can join in with them. Yes. But yes. we wouldn't be friends otherwise. But we right. had something common that we like to do together. Mm-hmm. You know, and that really, and, and we have talked about this before throughout the years, I don't have any hobbies. I, I really don't. You've encouraged me through the years to, yeah, it's to pick up to a, a hobby or two. But I, I just don't. Where are you leaning? Uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> are you leaning toward any hobby yet? I, really, I'm... <laughs> You know, I, I would love to have a hobby, but I, I just, which amazes me that I actually have friends. Yeah, uh, because, that's true. You, uh, you, you know, we really. I need to talk to you about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the one to break it to you. <laughs> Are you saying I don't have friends? <laughs> We're not going to do that over the air. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Uh, now, I, wanna, I want you to learn to fish, because I can take you fishing. Yeah, we can do yeah that. That, we've talked about that yeah. for like years. We have, and mm-hmm. uh, and like part of the year in fishing, the water's too low. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't like to take my boat out when the water's low. Mm-hmm. I drive by the water every day looking at the water level, and, right. and I'm just waiting for TVA uh-huh. to do something. Whatever they yeah. do to raise the water right. level, that's what we need to do. Well, you know, one time we were, I can't remember we were having lunch, where we were having lunch, but you talked to me about uh, turkey hunting oh, yeah. for like 40 minutes yeah. and didn't take a breath. I mean, you just... That's right, I love turkey. And, yeah, you love turkey. Yeah, There's, um, there's one over our head right, right now. at the podcast barn. Yeah. It's a beautiful dead turkey. Yeah, and, <laughs> it is. But it is I sat dead. there, honestly, Dr. Day, amazed that you knew so much about turkey hunting. Yep. And, and and I really wanted to be a turkey hunter, but I've never uh, hunted turkey. Yeah, so, yeah. It's mm-hmm. I, You would love it mm-hmm. if you can keep mm-hmm. quiet. <laughs> I'm not sure you keep quiet long enough to go turkey. But, I mean, it is it yeah. is the most yeah. uh, relaxing thing in the world right. to go turkey hunting. Yeah, but this is not turkey hunting podcast, mm-hmm. so we won't go there. But... Let me just say about the, the frenemies, mm-hmm. either for the things that you're for or against right. the things you're against. Now, the problem with that is they're not for you, mm-hmm. and that's how I would define a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may not have a whole lot of things, but some thing, it usually do have commonalities, but it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I would, if my friends, and I would, it, when I left the Harley-Davidson community, because mm-hmm. I ride a Can-Am Spider now, um... They don't necessarily have much to do with me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, they're they're Harley guys, right? And I understand. I was too. Yeah. Uh, you wear the Harley jacket and the patches mm-hmm. and the helmet, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Now it's a Ken Am guy, and uh, the, I don't have that group of people. They don't look for me. They don't seek me out. I'm mm-hmm. not a part of their club. That sort of thing. They might throw water on me if I was on fire. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. it's a different thing. So those 
the frenemies are temporary mm-hmm. in nature. When the goal or when the common enemy has either been defeated or accomplished, it's mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. The, the strings that tie you together are over. But, right. for example, with my friend Mitch, we grew up in the same community. Our, our properties joined at mm-hmm. the corner. We just climb over the fence at each other's house and just mm-hmm. get – we had free reign in each other's house wherever we went. But when I moved away, it didn't break that bond. Mm. So it yeah. wasn't the neighborhood. It was it was it's truly a bond between two people. Sure, sure. That's, so I think that's why I think friends are so important. You need right. someone who walks in your life when everybody else walks out. Mm-hmm. So, so what does it mean to be a friend? You have things in common. You enjoy each other's company. You yeah, you have inside jokes. I mean, you know, uh, yep. when you really when you really know someone, you get that inside joke. You just have to say one word. That's it. And you just you know you just die laughing. You yep. really really do. Um, and uh, and then on the flip side of that, uh, you can actually take a road trip and be silent for forty minutes. Uh, but I like you that. know you know that that the that friendship's still there. Yeah. You know, my best friend is my wife. Yes. And, and that's the truth. With us. We can fight and we can mm-hmm. have disagreements. We're both very strong-willed. Mm-hmm. She's a very intelligent woman, mm-hmm. uh, much smarter than I am. Yes, she is. She is, <laughs> and I'm proud of that. Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but still, I know that she's going to step in when anything mm-hmm. happens. She's mm-hmm. going to be there. She's not, mm-hmm. she's not going to run off, and she's had plenty of reasons to run off over the years, <laughs> and she never has. She's right. always hung in a there. A true friend is there. Uh, thick and thin. That's right. I mean, that's very true. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs eighteen twenty four, Doctor D, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. There's a friend who sticks closer to their brother. The a part of that, um, I've, I've had people come to my office and say, you know, I I just I don't have a friend in the world. And that a part of that verse, they just really isolate themselves and. And they're just not friendly. Right. They don't put themselves out there. Because when you do, when you put yourself out there, um, you know, friends are going to gather around you. Yeah. And uh, and then Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds. You mentioned this before we recorded uh, or started recording. Faithful are the friends or the wounds, rather, of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Yeah, that, I think that's such a good verse mm-hmm. because uh, if a person is a true friend, you know that you can tell them something. Mm. And because they're committed to you, not your practices, not your lifestyle, they're committed to you. Yeah. You can say something. I would I would put say in love in mm-hmm. order to help, not to hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's where you need that kind of criticism. Right. I don't want a criticism from someone who doesn't know me. Mm. Right, yes. But exactly. I'll accept a criticism from somebody who knows my heart, knows me. Yes. And I know that it's for my good. It's not a cancel culture type mm. thing that's going on today mm-hmm. but it's somebody who wants to step in and say I love you enough to tell you this mm. you know yes. that color doesn't look good on you <laughs> <laughs> it washes your face yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know you're an autumn not a spring <laughs> I'm, a, I'm scared that you know that. <laughs> yeah. You know me. I read. Yeah. I read. Yeah, you, you do. <laughs> so. It reminds me of that iron sharpens iron. That's right. You know, real friendship, uh, it's, it's sort of mutually beneficial. Yeah. And um, and so it's And you know not, what happens? Iron sudden. sharpens iron, sparks fly. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's and, that, good. And, that, and sometimes it gets a little heated. It does. Uh, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I told Marilyn one day that I was sitting here talking on the podcast about something. I was watching you, and you were your eyes were wandering. You had this grimace on your face. I knew you weren't agreeing with what I was saying, but that was fine. Yes, you know, uh-huh. it doesn't bother me. No, that, we agree uh, to disagree. That's exactly you know? right. And one yeah. day you'll reach my spiritual maturity yeah. after a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I disagree with that. <laughs> and, but you know, so, in a friendship, that that's fine. Right. There's sparks mm-hmm. that fly in mm-hmm. friendship, and uh, nothing's more true than in marriage, right? That's very. True. I mean, mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. There, like yes. crazy. Yes. Uh, but it, you know, that's kind of it gets the rust off too. It does. It does. <laughs> when it does. that happens, it makes it exciting. Make it up is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, I guess uh, eventually, when we look at scripture, then certainly the friendship is a bond. You go always back to um, Jonathan and David, and mm-hmm. I. One thing that I want to talk about, of course, I always do. I want to get the subject back to Jesus again. Mm-hmm. Um, he is our example in all things, right? right yeah. So, how did how did Jesus consider friendship? And here is something. That just blows my mind every time I read it. And I need mm. to get into it stronger. But there's a verse that always uh, got to It's John fifteen fourteen, And he, if, after he talks about friends sticking close to a brother, and mm-hmm. there's no, no greater love that a man can have than give his life for a friend, that sort of thing. And then he says, you are my friend if you do what I command. Mm. Mm. Come on now. Mm. So your friends are yes men? Oh man! Is that what it means? <laughs> you, know, you know, you can earn my friendship if you know if you'll go get me a Coca Cola or you'll go you know, buy my lunch. Or is it possible that only Jesus could have said that? <laughs> I, that that's what I wanted to talk about. Because right, yes. what had it important that Jesus consider friendship? Uh-huh. But he made. I mean, there's no mistake, and he made that statement mm-hmm. about my friends. You're my friend if you do what I come in. So I, let me start it. You finish it, okay? Because okay. you need to explain it to me. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jesus. The same thing that we all have. He had, he had the crowd, mm-hmm. and even beyond the crowd, he had the multitude. This is the way I looked. He had the multitude. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, he stood before. That's that's people as far as you could see. Then he right. had a crowd of people. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. it would be around him. They were listening more intently to his words, mm-hmm. and then he had a group of followers around him, including the disciples. Mm-hmm. Right, but then he got. When we say disciples, um, at one instance, Jesus sends out his disciples, and there's seventy of mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So, disciples just learners mm-hmm. means right. a learner, a student. But then he had his twelve mm-hmm. that went with him everywhere, and then beyond that, he had three. Right, and I would say even beyond that, you had John. Yeah, you know, John, John being was, the closest right, for sure. John being closest, and so you know, I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. And what you said a moment ago, um, true, real friends, those that you are intimate with, those that you have those inside jokes with, those that you know will be with you no matter what. You know, if you have five, yeah. uh, you're very fortunate. Yeah. You really are. And even as Jesus was uh, going through agony in the garden, mm-hmm. he they kind of... they Yes. They kind uh, of... Around the cross, all of them just sort of boogied. Yeah, they boogied. Know? They yeah. fell asleep while right. he was praying. Mm-hmm. So uh, it doesn't mean that friends are perfect Mm-mm. by any mm-hmm. means. Uh, that's why there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That's exactly right. I, I'm so. thinking, <laughs> what did Jesus do to nurture those friendships? You ever thought about that? I'm sure you have. I have thought you know, about he that. spent time with them and yep. invested with them. Uh, he shared meals with them. I mean, that that is so important. He did. Um, walked alongside of them in ministry. Uh, you know, encouraged them, lifted them up, and uh, and just those types of things right there. Prayed with them, yeah, prayed with them for them. Uh, that's what. And you send me a text from time to time. Yep. You know, hey, I'm praying for you, like on Sunday mornings, and that means the world to yep. me. You know, it really, really does. Yeah. And I try to text you uh, as often. You know, praying for you and just staying involved in each other's life. That's what Jesus did. He stayed involved in each other in their lives. Yeah. You know? I think that's a very important part of friendship. Friendship is one uh, that doesn't lose the connection. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, there are people I haven't talked to in many years now, and I was close to, I thought, for a while. But because they moved or mm-hmm. job change or life situation, we've not we've not stayed close. But then there's that couple of people mm-hmm. that we've been much closer, even though they've moved away or situations have changed. And I, I don't know how to explain. It's almost a spiritual bond that you have with mm-hmm. somebody that goes beyond convenience. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, yeah, the, the way that he invested in his friends was he spent almost all of his time with them. Only when he went alone to be with the Father mm-hmm. did he get away from his friends. Mm-hmm. And um, there's probably a lesson there, too, yes. about solitude. But uh, most of the time he was around those. And when he really was in a particular uh, stressful moment, he would even pull a few of those out mm-hmm. to be with him and be closer with mm-hmm. him. That's very true. You know, you have a unique situation in the fact that you pastored two churches, one for 30 years and one for just a small amount of time. Sure. Uh, I've, I've moved around a, a bit. Now, I've been where I am now, started my 12th year. and uh, But yet I've been to several churches. Yeah. And Dr. D, it's been amazing through these years uh, because of social media, texting, and things, uh, I'm, I have so many folks through those other churches. We stay in contact. You know, they'll text. I'll text them. Uh, Facebook yeah. and, and all of those types of things. I've done so many funerals, so many weddings. Um, I, I probably, and this is no hyperbole, I would say 15 times a week. I will get something from someone else at another church that I used to pastor. That's you know, incredible. just a question, a spiritual yeah. question, or, hey, man, love you, miss you, and things like that. And like you were saying, we don't see each other on a regular basis. Right. But because of technology, we can stay in contact, and, and, and we do. We still have those inside jokes, you know. Yep. And, and I know that if I could pick up the phone or pick up the phone, they would be there, yep. you know, just yeah. great friends. Yeah, you have an advantage over me is that you're likable. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say, but it, going around, you know. I, I've, uh, you know, the first church I ever pastored uh, was for 18 months. It was just prior to Dallas Bay, where I stayed 30 years. Mm-hmm. But um, never been invited back to preach, never been invited back for a homecoming. Oh, the sad. I mean, uh, I'm just not a likable person. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that a long time ago about myself. <laughs> You are an acquired taste. I, I think you, I think yeah. like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people just spit it out, but that go. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so you've not been invited back? Never. For, is that right? No. One well, time I they have... talked about it, but they didn't come through. <laughs> <laughs> I've been invited back to every church except for one. I think they that was the one you were run out. Yeah, <laughs> you, had a, you packed yeah. during the night at that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I mean, I I don't. Uh, I I took the route that God wanted me to take. Right. I'm quite sure. Mm-hmm. Put my nose to the grindstone, mm-hmm. pray, build, mm-hmm. and, and God did an amazing thing yes. at Dallas Bay. Yes. Uh, but I kind of envy you sometimes mm-hmm. in that. I'm been able to do a little bit now. Like this Sunday, I will be going to Atlanta. The next Sunday, I'll be going up toward Teleco, mm. and I'm getting to see, you know, different people, different mm-hmm. churches, right. different worship styles. It's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. I mean, that's a, that's exciting. And, yeah, you've gotten to do that. Yeah, a bunch. <laughs> yeah, a bunch. <laughs> uh, here's a good question. This is something that I dealt with for all the. Should a married person have a close friend of the opposite sex? Well, I tell you what, that is... Besides your spouse. Besides, well, of course, yes, yeah. yes. 
Uh, I just stay with, and I'm sure you do too, uh, it's been called the Mike Pence rule or the Billy Graham rule, you know. Yeah. And um, guardrails and guidelines uh, that that need must be there, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dr. D, for my whole ministry, my whole life really, and today, as I said, I've been married 36 years, you know, I've never not one time had a lunch with someone of the opposite sex just alone. Right. Uh, never one time have I ever had a, a, a female in the automobile, you know, alone. And um, and I've all I've joked with some of my administrative assistants before. You know, some of them have been north of eighty or, or seventy or whatever. Yeah. And I've joked and said, "Listen, I love you, but if you broke down on the side of the road, I'm going to pull over and we're going to call someone." You know, uh, because the last thing I need is Pastor T. You know, was in the car with his secretary. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's very very important. Uh, that that you put up those guardrails. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I I used the same for all those years. I used that very same modus operandi mm. uh, that if I counseled with a woman, mm-hmm. uh, there was always another, either my wife or a women's ministry director or a, a ministry assistant who right. was a female in the room with us. Mm-hmm. Never sat in a closed door with a woman alone. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, never had a woman mm-hmm. in my car. I had three women in my yeah, car, yeah, right. but I would never go somewhere with one right. woman in my car. I would never have lunch with anyone, another woman besides my wife, unless other people were there. Mm-hmm. And again, sometimes additional women having to do with some women's sure, ministry sure. event or something mm-hmm. in our church, I would sit with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was always open and, you know, and I would mm-hmm. I, I would wave at everybody that walked by right, to make sure right. I was seen yes. and that kind of thing. I think the key there is alone. Yes. You know, right. Yeah, alone. Uh, everything has to be accounted for. Every moment needed to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. And that was the case with me. Uh, now, that being said, there have been a uh, lot of uh, women over the course of the, particularly the time I was working in ministry, that I greatly admired. And mm. I really think that we could have been good friends. I mean, sure. I appreciated their intellect, mm-hmm. their spiritual insight, their humor, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. I'm really, uh, but I always made sure if I spent time with that person, uh, they needed to be married. Mm-hmm. No exceptions. Mm-hmm. They need to be married. And if we spent time together, it was as couples right, that right. we did that. Uh-huh. Even right yeah. now, uh, there there's some people in our lives where obviously the wife is, you know, probably carries the conversations more than the husband, mm-hmm. has more to say, that sort of thing. Not that mm-hmm. you don't like them both, but, sure. you know, people, people tend to bond with other mm-hmm. people. And, and so... I, I almost wish that we weren't living in the sinful world mm-hmm. where that wouldn't be mm-hmm. something that people could use against you right. or, or even yourself. You have mm-hmm. to guard yourself. Y- yes, that's what I was going uh, to say. It's, I, I, I have to tell you a story. This is kind of out of the blue, but this 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 is how I always dealt with things. Uh, when I w- was a young Christian and uh, was in college, I, a little more brash back then, and then uh, I was at a convenience store. And that was in the days when they put all the girly magazines on the front row. Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually talked to the owner <laughs> and I said, I said, you know, is that really a good idea to have all those girly magazines? I'm a Christian. Right. Is it really a good idea? And he said, why does that offend you? And I said, no, it doesn't offend me. It tempts me. Yes. 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 And I don't need that. Right. Right. And so, yeah. you know, I don't want to not come in your store. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you putting those things there? And it's a kind of the same thing. It's, it's not offensive. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put myself in that position where I might It's fail. just mutual accountability. Yeah. Yeah, it's mutual accountability. Yeah. 
and uh, and so so yeah, I I think we can have friends, but sure. they need to be a part of a mm-hmm. set of friends. I agree, and uh, I I appreciate so much. I, I men a lot of times are just dull as nails, you know. You're not always that way. <laughs> I'm never that way. <laughs> but and a lot of times, you know, it, it's the wife or the 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 girl partner right. in mm-hmm. the in the thing that sparks the conversation mm-hmm. and i really enjoy that i mm-hmm. like i like lively confrontation you know that right. kind of, i like for somebody to challenge me i mm-hmm. love to be challenged mm-hmm. and, and and but anyway so yeah. should a married person have a close friend of the opposite sex yes mm-hmm. as long as they're i think i think the important thing is as long as it's a couple yeah i agree yeah i agree and and all of those guidelines that we mentioned i think are so important yeah because man you 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 can just look at the world and see when those guidelines are not in place, how uh, it can go south. How quickly. quick yes. it can go south. Right. And um, on either part, man, yes. I mean, you yes. can you can get yourself messed up in a big hurry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, and a lot of people don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're living in an environment where it doesn't matter, where uh, fidelity is not important mm-hmm. and marriage is not sacred mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, you've got polygamous type relationships. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it doesn't matter. But if right. you know, if you're a spiritual person and you think morals mm-hmm. merit matter mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, then you, you just need to guard against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the old story, the first story I ever heard my preacher tell, he was preaching on alcohol at the time, and he said this guy was an alcoholic, got saved, uh, but shortly after uh, getting saved, he fell back into alcoholism mm-hmm. again. And his pastor asked him to describe what he was doing. And the guy was continuing to come to church, but he would park his car in the parking lot next to the church, which was a liquor store. Mm. And he said, your problem is you're putting yourself in too close proximity to that thing that tempts you oh, the most. Mm-hmm. So don't do that anymore. Don't right. put yourself in that kind. And if you mm-hmm. if you know yourself and that's something mm-hmm. that you're given to, and you don't know how quickly any of us can fail mm-hmm. in that area of our life. You just need to make sure there's right. another person in the room of that, and, and it may be just the opposite. Maybe uh, a woman who's a leadership position, or you know, a teacher, or a CEO of a company, or whatever. If they're a spiritual person, they mm-hmm. also need to watch out for uh, making a mistake that could hurt them spiritually. Well, Oswald Chambers said, "An unguarded strength is a double weakness," mm-hmm. and I think that's good. That's a very good thing. You know, that's why there's so many accidents so close to home. You feel close. You feel familiar. Yes. You know, and so an unguarded strength is a double weakness. That's good. Yeah, most guys that I knew growing up who had accidents on motorcycles mm-hmm. were way too comfortable on mm-hmm. a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still nervous every time I get on one, <laughs> but it's kept me alive. Yeah, there are two right here where we are. And yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just nervous being near one, right? <laughs> I last thing I want to say about friendship is, you know, if they're that important, I think that they are good friendships. How do you value and retain friends? It, what would you recommend to someone, Tony, about uh, how do you hang on to those people that are important in your life? I think, first of all, it's important, Doc, to, to remember that. I don't remember who said it, but we're a sum total of about the five people that we hang around. And so it's important to pick good friends, Yeah, you know, those that are going to influence you in a good way. And, and so I think the way to retain them is, first of all, a part of the question to value them, mm-hmm. you know, and not to take them for granted, uh, to invest time, um, to, to get a, around those common interests as often as you can. Um, I think it's important. Here, here's a term not to ghost them. You ghost know? them. Yeah, to yeah. ghost them. You know, if they text you, text yeah, back when right. you can. Yeah. You know, if they call you, call back, yeah. and and not to ghost them, just uh, to to prioritize 
you know, that, that friendship. I and, love prioritize uh, is such an important word. There. Right, right. And uh, just show just show honest concern. Yeah. You know, when they mention something, uh, if you actually are praying about it, uh, then it will remind you to text them. Yes. To say, hey, how is this going? Yeah. Uh, or how did that go? You know, and so just to prioritize that friendship, I think is 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 so important. Yeah. Sometimes well, I think it's important what you just said because of the the age, the technology that we have and all. A lot of times when I pray for you or pray for my other friends, um, I'll actually text my prayer mm. to you because mm-hmm. you know it's one thing to say I'm praying for you, and another thing to see it. Right. And oh yeah, man, right there it is yes. that you're doing. Yes. The other thing that I also do, and it's really good because I know you're. Again, I'm in this weird place where I have a little more free time mm-hmm. than other people. At least I have more control over my time. I'm still mm-hmm. busy, but I have mm-hmm. more control over my time. And I know that uh, all of my friends, since I'm the oldest of the bunch, but not by a lot, but by enough where I've been able to, to free my time up, I know that you guys are busy. Mm-hmm. So I don't usually call. I'll mm-hmm. usually text. Mm-hmm. But I'll text pretty often. I'll just be thinking of a person. I have a friend whose name is David. And David, I'll, I'll get on. And I don't need anything from you, David. Just, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling? That kind of thing. Just... Just keep in touch. We need to keep those lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. Even when, you know, we've all had people, when they call, you know they need something. Yes, yes. You know, because that's when they call. They'll go, hey, friend. Yeah. I, and you go, yeah, okay, what do you need? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, fine. Right. I'm not upset about it. It's nice to be needed. Mm-hmm. But you know you won't hear from them, even if they kind of dodge it for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. And they, how's the wife? How's the kids? Right, right. How's the church going? How's retirement? Hey, oh, by the way. <laughs> Can I ask you something? <laughs> the BTW always comes up. Hey, by the way. <laughs> it always rears its ugly head. Right. And I'm I'm happy to do whatever uh-huh. I can. But uh, I think it's important then for that person to know on occasion. I just get a phone call really asking, hey, how you mm-hmm. doing, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. How's life? How's your wife? Mm-hmm. You know, she's been going through yeah. some stuff. How is she yeah. doing? And, and you know, you really mean it right. to do that. I, yeah. I really think to retain friends, we just we just need to keep that connection, mm-hmm. even when it's not a crisis or a need mm-hmm. or anything else. Because I, I, I just think, uh, was they'll say you need to dig the well before you need the water. Mm, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. I I think friends are gonna help you out yeah. later, and you don't have friends for the purpose of them right. helping you out. But it is a byproduct mm-hmm. of having friends. If I now if I'm broken down by the side of the road, I don't expect you to drive by and no. not pick me up. No, I, right. I but I expect ninety nine and nine tenths percent of the people in the world that are going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, and again, let's be honest. In this age of technology. It's a little bit easier. Yeah, it really is. It really Pick up is phone easier. and text or jump on Facebook and message. It's a little bit easier to to stay in contact. Yeah, you know. But sometimes we just get so busy that uh, we're just wrapped up in our own little world. I'll tell you something that'll blow somebody out of the water because okay. I used to do this. I should still do. It. I still have the cards. I'd handwrite a note. Mm. I had I, I had a budget, and so I'd have some gold engraved either from the pastor's desk or mm-hmm. if it was more formal, Doctor Ken Dugan or something mm-hmm. like that. But it, it was just a frayed edge, kind of vanilla yeah, colored, yeah. and I would handwrite a note. Think right. about your day, praying for you today. And just seal it up and send it. And you want to blow somebody out of water. I mean, that's an extra effort that a person takes awesome. to put a stamp on something, to handwrite something, to think about somebody that much mm. and send it. It, it, it really yeah. means a lot. This just came to me. My address is 7716 Heron Drive. Text it to me. Uttawa, <laughs> Tennessee, 37363. I, just to throw that out Okay, there. well, yeah. say that again because people yeah. listening to the podcast may want to send you a note. <laughs> Play that back, folks. <laughs> Tully's feeling a little isolated and lonely. I have one question. Yeah. If I if I wore a Harley Davidson jacket, but I don't have a Harley Davidson or any other 
motorcycle. Would that? How would you feel about that? That doesn't bother me. Okay. There are some guys that yeah. would be offended. Okay. Okay. It's, it's like yeah. some people who are in the military but wear an army T-shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some people who think understand. that's like what they call it, honor stealing or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. honor theft. Yeah. Um, and matter of fact, I, yeah. I don't wear my Harley Davidson things anymore. Oh, do you not? No, I don't. Because uh, you don't have a I don't, I don't ride one. Yeah. I did ride one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I, mm. there are some people take it very seriously. Yeah. I've only I've only ridden one motorcycle. And was I, it a Harley? No. I okay. fell off of it. It was a Honda. <laughs> so, That's a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, friend, that hurts. How did it feel when you hit the grass in the front yard? <laughs> I actually ran through my mom's uh, flower bed. Did you really? I no really wonder you've not gotten on that another was the one. Last time I've been on one, I'm I like, dropped yeah. one coming down a mountain. Ooh, yeah. Oh my! And I was leading a pack of about twenty something motorcycles. Yeah. And I was coming down a mountain and I hit a curve in the mountain, mm. tapped the rear brake, had just put a new brake pedal, chrome, hundred dollar. <laughs> <laughs> they had not connected it correctly. Oh no! And when I put the brake on, it it didn't catch. So I'm headed toward this curve down a mountain. When then I grabbed my front brake, uh, which was still connected. Right. Everyone rides motorcycles, no front brakes, so you don't use them that often. Yeah. And uh, I was in the gravel, and it flipped out from under me, oh, knocked the windshield off. It bounced down the mountain, and it, the motorcycle landed on top of my leg. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I was wearing riding boots. It, right. it, you know, it scratched up my hands, my face, mm-hmm. my feet, that kind of thing, and embarrassed my, my pride with all those people <laughs> behind me. But uh, I quickly pointed out to them it wasn't my fault. It was the of brake course, pedal that course. was... Yeah. Loose, but you know, I've had a couple of small accidents right. on motorcycles, but uh, that's why I'm glad I'm about to leave and get in a Ford Escape with four wheels. You know, yeah, and the brother Tony's it's about 30 years old, yeah, it is. It's three or four hundred thousand miles. <laughs> it's 252,000. You, you, you need to let go of a buck or two, man. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. I, I think this is an important topic, and uh, I, I think that particularly. As, as we are more isolated, whether it be pandemics or technology, we really need to take this thing called friendship seriously. As mm-hmm. age, as I get older, and I'm not old, but I'm getting older and I'm retired, mm-hmm. I, I think this is an important subject for people to take seriously when they're younger and retain and value those friends as they grow older. Yes, and so be a friend. Listen to this. Share it with your friends. Yeah, you know. absolutely. I think yeah. it might help. I think to, might I be think something so you could good. do together. Sit absolutely. down and listen to the podcast yeah. together. With a cup of coffee. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I've already been thinking about next week because we're getting into my favorite time of year. Oh, you're already thinking again about that's I'm impressed. Yeah. So what are we going to do next I think, week? I think we need to get in the whole life after life thing. I'm about to oh. write a Bible study on that that I'll be teaching at Dallas Bay <laughs> for four Wednesday nights in a row. We'll, make, we'll let you know more about that. You can show up in person for those Bible studies if you live in our area. Uh, but I'm, I'm really getting fascinated mm-hmm. about getting deep into the word about life after life. Mm, I love that. I really love that. Yeah, you know, looking at that, and and I think that's appropriate with the that we're heading in now into the Easter season. Easter season, yes, yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. The 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 event that changed history. Amen. Amen. Right. That's right, brother. Hey, thanks guys for listening to us. I hope you had fun with us as we talked about friendship. It's important. Value it. Retain your friends. Give a call to someone today. Write a note. Do something to enrich that friendship. You'll never regret it. Mm. You good, brother T? I'm good, brother. All right. See you guys.